Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Nikki? We haven't, uh, we've been talking for like 10 minutes. I, I didn't even ask. How you doing? I'm doing great. You feeling good? Yeah. Yeah? I am. How are you Summer? doing? Oh, summer's wrapping up, and I'm starting to get all those emails, those back-to-school emails, like, verify your kid is coming to school again, and you have college visit visits, and yes. uh, oh, my goodness, it's it's pretty stressful. And I have been thinking more and more as we wrapped up our hiatus and we're getting back into the swing of things about our topic today. I'm very excited about it. What a great opportunity to just reflect on something you already do, but try to make it better. That's right. I love that. Yeah. Great summary. Yeah. Me too. And that is checklists. We're talking all about how to set up new routines and how to build them into your life uh, in a substantial and uh, productive way. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list on the homepage there, and we will email you with the latest episode each week. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. Today's show is sponsored by Audible, your home to unbeatable audiobooks and exclusive productions for your ear holes. This week, we're talking all about new routines and what a better time to dig into one of my very favorite resources on the subject by way of an audiobook. Atul Gawande is a surgeon who takes a thorough examination of the simple and thoughtfully constructed checklist and how the application can dramatically improve the quality and volume of work. He is an exceptional writer, but more than that, he's directly impacted my own thinking and application of checklists in my work and life, and I'm sure you're going to get something useful, if not completely transformative, out of your reading of the book, too. To get the book for free, visit www.audibletrial.com slash the ADHD podcast. Sign up for your new account. You'll get one month free to browse the entire service and download the book of your choice on us. Search for the Checklist Manifesto or anything else you might be interested in reading. At the end of the month, if you're not satisfied, cancel your account. Keep the book forever. If you're anything like me, I don't think you will. I've been a member for 16 years this year, and I just love having access to all of these great books forever. Thanks so much to Audible for supporting the show at www.audibletrial.com slash the ADHD podcast. 
now I understand why you said checklists because yes. this is what's on your mind. Make uh, totally on my mind. Yes. It's I, big. I really like how you said ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> you really caught my attention when you said ear holes. I'm like, what? Excellent. <laughs> You're you know, funny. two of the many holes in your head. Uh, yeah. And that's how you listen. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's yeah. right. Good. That's right. Good. So we're talking about setting up new routines yes. today, Mickey Kinzer. And, you know, this is ostensibly it's part of our back to school season. But one of the things that really caught me is that it's not this is not just for back to school. No. right? This is for everybody. This could be anybody, everybody. This is going back to school. This is just going to a job, <laughs> you know, maybe a new job, maybe your job you've been to, you know, for the last 20 years. It's a, it's definitely a very universal subject. And uh, it's something that comes up a lot with my clients and also with my group coaching um, clients as well. This is, this is definitely a topic that's almost always talked about. You know, I, it's become kind of the invisible thing in my life. Like, I feel like I've I've gotten into the routine of routines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's important to step back and reflect on how we create a routine. Why do we need a routines, right? What What is right. a routine and why is it going to impact our lives? That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I think, first of all, let's, you know, break it down. What is a routine? Um, it is basically a set of, of tasks or a set of action steps that you're doing on a regular basis. And we have a lot of routines that we already do uh, that we don't even think of as a routine. There are those habits, right? If you're getting up and brushing your teeth and getting dressed for the day, that is essentially a routine. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also a habit because you're you're doing the same things over and over again. Um, what makes them helpful, I think, for for everyone is it's it's a way to kind of ensure that you brush your teeth, get dressed, and get out the door, right? I mean, it adds structure to everyone's lives. For ADHD, it is, it really adds structure because there's a lot of different things that can happen between brushing your teeth and getting dressed in the morning. And uh, a lot of distractions and a lot, you know, internal and external and a lot of things can happen. So um, this routine is giving you a, a tool basically to make sure that you are getting things done. It's an anchor. It's a plan. Um, and, uh, what it leads to, what we hope it leads to is being a better time manager. Uh, because one of the things that I've talked to when I do talk to my clients about this is routines are one of the easiest things you can actually start estimating time around because you really are doing them at the same time in the same order. Um, and so when you're looking at how do I plan for the day, this is an area that you could really start tracking and estimating how long it really takes you. So this isn't about what you think it should take or how long you would like it to take. It really is about the real time. And then you can start planning more effectively. Yeah. And the the beauty of it is that you can, you, you can really, you practice, right? You get better at routines. And I, I think we, we can lose the, um, uh, we can lose the sense of practice that comes with routines if you're just looking at it as a, as a checklist, right? The important part of doing a routine is to do it long enough that you get good at it. And it doesn't become so hard to do. Right. Um, and uh, when we first start out doing routines, they have to have our attention. And that's where the checklists, I think, really come in handy is because it's an extra tool that you can use to not rely on your memory. Um, right. But one of the things that I do want to 
address before we really get into how to create a new routine is asking the audience, you know, don't just create one for the sake of creating one because you think you should have one. Because I think there's a lot of should around routines. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I would ask yourself, you know, before you start this process is really clarify your purpose for the routine that you're looking to to do and and know your why. Why is this important to you? I, I think part of that for me comes in solving in figuring out the problem I want to solve first. Exactly. Right? That's if, right. If you if you back into it from, huh, there's I have a challenge getting out the door in the morning. I have a challenge, you know, making dinner at night. I have a challenge going to bed on time. Um, you know, then you can back into it by examining whether or not there is a routine that you can document. Uh, that will help you address that problem. I really love I love that approach and I'm glad that you bring that up because and and that's a really good place to start is let's not create routines for everything in your life. Let's create a routine that really would mean something to you. So it could be about just meal planning and getting dinner on the table every week. Let's just start with that, which we're going to talk about next week everyone. That's right. Right? That's going to be fun. Um and so but just starting with one thing, like, okay, I'm always 10 minutes late. All right, let's look at that morning routine and figure out where are we losing that 10 minutes. But I really say, I recommend starting in one area and um, really just focusing on that first, because then you can start seeing the effects of it. Even laundry, cleaning your house can be a routine. Um, but we got to right. we gotta break that down. Um, so should we talk about creating a new routine? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're choosing something that it? means something to us, right? We're, we're going to start kind of small because I think that's the, always the best way to do it. And so you've chosen that area and now we just need to brainstorm the tasks that need to be done. So what are the have tos? What are the things that are nice to have? And I'm going to specifically talk about the morning routine. When you look at what has to happen in the morning versus kind of what would be nice to have, happen. Um, what you're doing is you're allowing yourself some buffer time. Um, we know that the have-tos have to be, you know, getting dressed, eating, maybe eating, maybe not. Um, but maybe it is, but it probably is feeding your, your animals, right? That's mm-hmm. a have-to. Uh, right. But if you're running late and you can't eat breakfast, then maybe you just say, okay, I'll get something on the way to the office or I'll get something at the office. Like that isn't necessarily a have-to. Same thing with like making your lunch. If you're running late, you don't have to sit and make your lunch. You could do something else. You could have option B. So it's nice to always kind of separate the have-tos and just sort of the nice-to-haves if you have time. Right, right. Like your animals. You could teach them to hunt. Yeah, but that's You know, tell your cat, go get a mouse, catch a bird, pull your weight. Yeah, but that's not nice because that cat... Meow and meow and rub against you until you just right. in. So that's right. So okay, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Uh, now this is where you so you're brainstorming these ideas, and now we're kind we are making a checklist and we're organizing that list. Right? What are the things that have to happen? What are the things that happen in a certain order? You may not get a chance to feed your cat as you're leaving. You may have to do it first thing in the morning, right? Because Mm -hmm. that cat's going to tell you that that's what you have to do. So that's what you're trying to do is you're figuring out, okay, what's everything that needs to be done? And what is the order? Is there an order? Maybe there isn't. So that's where you can kind of play around with how much structure you really want. Structure is a funny word when it comes to 80 years. Why is that? They want it 
but they resist it. Heirs is should buried in there. Uh, ADDers feel like they should do it. Ha- live by structure, right? Yes. But that that leads to resentment. It does. And then at the opposite side of that, they know that when they have more structure in their lives, they thrive better. It is. It's a really push and pull thing. And so what I would love is, can you get a routine that has structure, but some flexibility to it too? And this is where that might happen. And that's just having a checklist that isn't in any particular order. You're just going to check it off as it's getting done. And then you're using the checklist as really just a tool for memory. I, I think there are, and, and this is a, I, I feel like a good enough opportunity to talk a little bit about some of my checklists. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a digital checklist guy, uh, but you don't need to be a digital checklist person to to do this. I mean, you could write out a, a checklist of a routine with little boxes that you could check off and make copies of it or print out multiple copies of it and use the paper. Like, there's no reason that you you have to use a digital tool for me. It's just what I I use. And and uh, what I learned is the most important aspect of a digital tool for me in, in maintaining and creating checklists is that I can click on the top level, like right click on the top level item in that checklist and duplicate it so that I can keep creating iterations or essentially use one checklist as a template for future checklists. So I currently use an application called Todoist, and that allows me to do this. I have a little templates folder with all of my checklists and subtasks and everything organized. I just right-click on it, duplicate the 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 uh, podcast, uh, for example, checklist, and then I have all the tasks for every individual episode. And the reason I do this, you'd think I'd, I'd have it down by now, but because I have so many different sort of routines that I have to go through in my work life, I have many different podcasts each week. Sometimes I forget what is the status of each one. And by looking at those boxes that are checked versus unchecked, I can see how far I've gotten in each individual uh part of my checklist or each individual routine that is running simultaneously that is the same, but it's for different different shows that I'm that I'm doing. And so that's one example of uh, using a checklist over and over and over again that I feel like is really important for repeating routines. Right. Yes, absolutely. And that's, I don't know, does that make any, I feel like I was just sort of rambling there, but I hope that made some sense. No, and and that is definitely, uh, I mean, there's a couple of things going on there. It's that I think probably satisfaction of of I'm able to check this off and I'm able Mm -hmm. to go back and see where I'm at and not get confused. Yeah. Every Monday morning I can go in and open up each one that I'm looking at and, and uh, see where I am. What I what's the first thing I have to do in the morning to keep my routines moving forward? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Great example of a of a system that's working. One of the things that with routines as well, and you probably have this. I'm sure you do on your to doist. Uh, are those reminders? So whether you yeah. are doing a, a reoccurring tasks or or routines like Pete is on to doist, or you just have a checklist that's in front of you, we have to be reminded to do it. We can't rely on our memory. And that's really an executive function challenge that you just can't ignore. Um, and so what are the what are the triggers that you can have, whether that's a notification on your phone or a sticky note or something that's going to remind you to do this routine, that this is important enough to, to, to try and to practice it, as we were saying before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a good time to, to practice and track the time. Because again, I can't emphasize enough that estimating time is really difficult to do. And this is one of those areas that it's never a perfect science. 
I don't want to <laughs> make it right. sound like that. Um, but it can definitely make you a better time manager if you know how long it takes to do these routines. Well, and, and maybe this is a good enough time to talk a little bit about a back to school routine and, and not necessarily back to school, but being in school. Like, for example, you, you go to class and they assign you to write a paper, right? Mm -hmm. Writing a, a paper, a research paper, is a perfect opportunity to create a, a routine. So you remember the steps and, and you can estimate time on each step and start back scheduling from your due date. Like, when is this thing due? What are the requirements of, of my time and my attention? to actually meet that deadline, um, you know, you can build those in. I need to do a survey of research and that's going to be done. Uh, you know, you can assign time to it if you want, but just building the routine, you just say, first, I have to do a survey of research. I have to figure out what the key questions are that I'm going to attempt to answer in this paper. I'm going to actually do the writing. I'm going to break down the writing into little pieces so that I can actually accomplish it without feeling overwhelmed. And then you can finally do a final edit and assembly and, and submit. So you can build a routine around a given assignment and then make that repetitive so that you you remember across multiple classes, across multiple assignments, where you have, you know, how far you've gotten in your process. My kingdom for being a student again. I would crush college now knowing what I know. <laughs> All right. Who am I kidding? I would probably still be just as frustrated and distracted, but I would know why right. I'm frustrated and distracted. And that would be satisfying. That's right. Absolutely. So. Well, and something else that we want to address here is the mindset of going into a new routine. And, and uh, most people that I have talked to when I ask them about routines that they've had in the past or task managers that they've had in the past, whatever it is, most people refer back to that they weren't consistent. It didn't, it didn't work. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. it didn't work. I can't keep the routine. I can't. Um, I forget about it. It I don't know where it goes. I don't know. I don't know what happened, right? Is is a really common answer. And I think that one of those one of the things that are holding us back from trying is those limiting beliefs and those patterns that we've seen in the in the past. And so I want to encourage you that when when you're starting a new routine or trying to make a current one better, that you go into it with curiosity instead of judgment. Mm -hmm. Just be really curious about it. And that's something to really actually hold true to anything that you're trying. Be curious about it. Um, don't judge the outcome. Don't judge how you're doing. Don't judge the routine. Just be curious about it and and make the, the tweaks and the things that you need to do um, to make it work for you. Because something can work for you. And that's what you have to believe is that there is a solution. There is something that's going to to work for Pete. It may not work right. for me. It may not work for um, somebody else that's listening to the show right now. But everybody has things that that will connect for them. They just have to keep practicing. Well, here's a here's a hot tip for that 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 comes to mind whenever I'm in a state of stress. Maybe don't try to build your routine when you're in the middle of high stress, like feeling compromised that you're late on a given thing, right? Maybe building your morning routine when you're running an hour late and your dog ran away in the mud and you have a flat tire is not the best day to actually start documenting how to make your morning better. That's probably a really good point. Yeah. Give right? yourself like, a little bit of space between the the chaotic day and and yes. what you would like to see tomorrow look like. Yeah. Don't don't build your, you know, how do I write a paper routine 
when you're late in delivering that paper. And let's face it, with ADHD, you're probably going to want to stop and build a routine when you're already late for a paper. Totally. Right. Yeah. Please try to force yourself not to do that Uh, and and, and take a step back and just to, to the point where you're clear headed and mindful and and um, that you, that you can really give it the attention that the routine itself deserves, not the the specific outcome in this case. Which really, for back to school folks, this is a great time to do that because you're not in yeah. the middle of those chaotic mornings or afternoons yet. So absolutely, so much easier to tweak when you're in stress than it is to build. Right. Oh, that's a really yeah. good point. So, yeah, we're building. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the consistency thing, got to talk about that. Um. First of all, once you've practiced your routine for a little bit, and I mean more than just like one or two days, right? We're, we're wanting you to, to, to really dig into this for a couple of weeks and really figure out, you know, what, what's going on? How's it working? So a few questions to ask yourself, you know, is the routine working on most days? Like, do you find yourself following it most of the time. If you're not, what are you resisting? Because there probably is something there that you're avoiding or you don't like. So we got to figure out what's getting in your way. Uh, We also need to figure out what you like about the routine. We have to know how it is helping you. And is it worth continuing? Is it worth something that you want to keep trying? And and I hope it Mm -hmm. is. I really do. Because um, if you've already figured out the purpose of it and you're clear about that purpose, then I, I hope that you find that some some aspect of it is worth continuing. And when we look at consistency, that I really do not want that to be your measurement of success. Um, Because the reality of ADHD is that you're probably not going to be consistent all the time. There, This is not a perfect science. You're going to get distracted. Things are going to happen. Life is going to happen interruptions are going to happen. Um, all of these things happen. And it doesn't mean that the routine doesn't work. And it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong with your routine. So the challenge is not using consistency as the base of your success, but really looking at, does it work? When I do do it, how did I feel? Was I in more control? Did I worry less about forgetting something? Was I in a better mood? Did the, the did the morning start off better? Did I feel more confident? Were I was I happier? Those are the things that we want to measure our success on. Not if you did it every day. Um, and so that I think is just a really important clarification for people to see if it, if it is working or not. Right, right. Well, and that's interesting because sometimes you do want consistency to be the measure of success, right? Sometimes you do. It would be great. I mean, I think that is ideal, right? I mean, ideally, we want to do this every day. But please, I guess my message is more than just, it's more about just don't beat yourself up over it. It doesn't mean that you can't do it. And it doesn't mean that the routine is broken if it doesn't happen every day. And and remember, our, our earlier statement was you want to do this long enough for you to get good at it. And consistency will be part of that. Right. It will get easier when you are good at it. And you will be able to feel better about having done it, even if you don't do it very well. Yes. Uh, right. Even if you make mistakes, it's OK. Right. Uh, it, it's hard to start routines and you can give yourself, you know, credit for both showing up and for getting through it each day. Absolutely. Well, and just some some words to put to this because it is very mm-hmm. easy to say, I'm never consistent. I can't do this. Um, you know, if you're rephrasing what you're, what you're seeing, the routine works, I'm going to do it again tomorrow. 
right? That's a much nicer way to to say this than beating yourself up over it. Um, you know, because really, what is the purpose of it making you feel bad? And what would you say to someone else? You have to to think about that. What would you say to your child or your best friend or your mother or your father or your sister or best best friend? I already said that. Um, (laughs) You know, you want to treat yourself the same way. You certainly wouldn't get mad at somebody for not doing their routine every single day. Um, So what I want people to do is hopefully walk away uh, today with uh, looking at uh, at a routine that they can practice Think about some of these things that we've talked about and maybe try a different approach than what you have before and just really open yourself up to the possibilities that it uh, has for you and how it can make your life better. Uh, It's super useful. And uh, I I hope just the conversation rekindles some interest in reviewing your routines, Um, you know, figure out how they can work for you. And thank you all for downloading and listening to this show this week. We appreciate your time and attention. If this show has ever touched you or helped you make a change in your life for the better, if you've ever found that you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, we invite you to consider supporting the show directly through Patreon. It's listener-supported podcasting. With a few bucks a month, you can help guarantee that we continue to grow the show and join a community of others living with ADHD, open to supporting one another directly through our online community. Visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next time right here on the ADHD Podcast.